Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome to the debut episode of Move Those Chains. I'm your boy, Lord Raider, and I'm joined by my man, Big Dog, out of Cleveland. What's up, buddy? What's up? The Big Dog in the house. For those of you unaware of this particular show, Big Dog is from the Ohio area. Big fan of the Browns. I'm actually in Pennsylvania, southeast area. Big fan of the Oakland Raiders. So... This show is going to be yeah, simple. I live an hour south of Cleveland. So. <laughs> but uh, move those Yeah, but the good, the good thing is, the good thing is, I'm 20 minutes away from the Football Hall of Fame. <clears throat> yeah, you got to rub that in. I do. But, uh, but real simple, this is going to be a weekly podcast we plan on doing every week, every Wednesday. Uh, the time may fluctuate here and there until we get it settled in through talk show. Uh It's going to run roughly an hour each day. Uh, today's episode is real simple, NFL draft. So uh, what are your thoughts on the draft? It's going to be interesting. And I'm praying to God that my brownies don't <laughs> screw it up. For whatever do you mean? Well, it's uh, up, not the Browns. Uh, it is. I'm not gonna lie, bro. It's getting harder and harder to be a Browns fan, and I've been a Browns fan since I was five. So, uh, so yeah, I've had to deal with a lot of crap being a Browns fan. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I was there to a point with my Raiders. Uh, we, Jesus, sucked forever. We're just now finally starting to turn the tables and turn the channel. So we'll see what happens. Uh, I have high high optimism this, this season, and you, you're aware of that. Um, thinking and hoping that we have a chance of being contenders this year, but we'll see. I'm not going to get too rah-rah just yet, but I believe we're going to be in the mix. Must be nice. You don't have any faith yeah, in your I'm, team, already, I'm already looking forward to the Browns, you know, finishing in the basement again. So. Oh, man. I'm not even going to get my hopes up for, you know, anything – if they win five games this year, I'll be happy because it's an improvement. At least we're you know going in the right direction. You got to start you know at the bottom like we did this past season. Win a few more games this year. Win a few more games next year, and then 
you know. Yes. Guess three. Thanks a lot for the support. Two and fourteen Browns. Nice. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Yes, three. Uh, the that said the Browns will go two and fourteen. Oh man. Well. Anyway, as we were saying, the draft is tomorrow. Starts at tomorrow eight. Uh, it can't possibly get here any faster for me. To me, it's Christmas time. Uh, it's my favorite day of the year. Uh, I enjoy it more than Christmas itself because you never know what present we're going to unwrap. Who's going to be that guy it's true. that we're going to get for our team? Who's going to come in and help try and be that guy to make the difference? Uh, and you and I are going to take the opportunity here to go through this draft and we're going to kind of go round robin, if you will. You're going to take the odd teams. I'll take the even teams. And we're going to end up doing our own little mock on who uh, we like think we go where. So, uh. All right. I guess I'll exciting, start. You know, and for those of you not in the, the loop or not in the aware, uh, we took the time to go over this draft on our own time. Uh, Big Dog did it. I did it. Uh, we have our own mock drafts wrote down in front of us. We're not sure where the other one's going to go. So at any time, like in real life, a monkey wrench might get thrown and take our draft board off kilter. So we're going to have to make an adjustment on the fly. Uh, I'd like to welcome Chris Davis. He's in the chat. Uh, respect to All evil. right. But, yes, All we'll right. let the mock draft begin. And do and via coin toss, Big Dog won the toss and got to pick – take the odds in this draft, so he'll be selecting all the teams that are picking the odd slots. I'll be taking all the teams that are picking the even slots. And again, I'm unaware of where he's going. He's unaware of where I'm going. And we're going to have to compensate if someone takes our guy. So, here we go. All right. What's the first pick in the draft? My brownies. And yes, I can call them my brownies because, you know, I've been a fan 30-plus years. <laughs> when somebody else can say they've been a fan of team 30-plus years, me. Uh, they're they're gonna they're gonna take they're gonna take the obvious choice. It's not necessarily what I want them to do after doing research and talking to you and, but they're gonna take Miles Garrett number one. Miles Garrett number one. There you go. And to touch on what Ed was saying about being a fan all those years. I just want to throw this out there real quick. I have been a fan of the Raiders since 1982. So you do the go. math. I've been a fan for 35 years of the Raiders. So, yes. But back to your pick, Miles Garrett. Yes. They, they're going to have to go with the consensus pick, number one. We hear all the hype and hoopla of it's going to be Trubisky this, Trubisky that. The Browns have had their picks already and the what-the-hell-you-doing picks. I just can't see them making that big of a mistake and taking Trubisky. So I Well, I, I can I can tell you now, I listen to the Cleveland sports station every day. <laughs> and they are still talking today that Cleveland will take Trubisky number one. No. Which I will be completely shocked and floored if they do that. But at the same time, it wouldn't surprise me because this is my Cleveland Browns. So <laughs> Oh God, I just don't see it happening. I, I, I hope not. It got to be with your not. team and your franchise if they do. Well, oh, if, if they do, it's going to get ugly. 
So. Well, we'll move on to the second pick. Uh, and that'll be the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, to me, the 49ers can go a couple different routes, a couple different directions, a couple different anythings. Uh, but I just don't think they're going to go any other direction than be a homer pick for John Lynch. And they're going to take the kid out of Stanford, Solomon Thomas, at defensive end. That's just where I think they'll end up going with that pick. Yeah, that's a good pick for them. You know, I mean, I've seen all kinds of guesses, this, that, and the other. And here's the one thing I'm going to say about the so-called experts out there. All these experts, they have all these mock drafts. They got the inside stories. They get the inside track. They get to talk to players, agents, teams, franchises, where guys like me don't get to do any of that. And my mock drafts, more often than not, are right on par with theirs. So I'm willing to go with this pick here and say this is where I think they're going to go. Yep, I I agree. Like you said, we both agree they could have gone. They could go anywhere, but I think yeah, I think that's the pick they're going to do. I honestly do. They need I mean, I'll say this now though. I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being Leonard Fournette. Oh, that's they just possible. want that impact player on offense, and I don't think they're sold on Hyde anymore. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to be Solomon Thomas. Yeah, I think you're right. All right. Well, that brings me to the third pick of the draft. The Chicago Bears. I think there's only one place they can go. I know they could go anywhere, but I think this is where they're going. And uh, I think they're going to go Jamal Adams, safety, LSU. Right. Uh, 
this is clearly a landing spot for a Leonard Fournette. It clearly is because uh, they're just not sold on the running backs that they have, which I think is just stupid because I think they have Yeldon, who can be a beast if they would just use him properly. You so and I, I talked about them. that. We talked about that the other day. Because right. uh, we were both saying, could they do that? Could they take a running back? And both of us said at the same time, why? why? They have Yeldon. They just don't use him. I, so, so they could take a Solomon Thomas, who I've taken for the 49ers at two. So he's off the board. O.J. Howard could be a solid choice here because they just got rid of Thomas. But they understand they're not going to win football games unless they can stop people. So I'm going to right. put my, my, which might be the first monkey wrench into this draft, and I'm going to give them the defensive lineman out of Alabama, Jonathan Allen. Good pick. He's a stud. I mean, you take a look at their situation. I mean, sure, they signed Calais Campbell, but he won't be around very long. You know, Allen could study under a guy like that, and he could rotate inside on pass downs and rush the quarterback. You know, and let's face it, Tom Coughlin's there, and he has a huge track record of building his roster from the inside out. So I just think this would be the perfect fit for a Tom Coughlin type team. Yeah, and you can contest to this because you and I have talked. That's who I wanted. I I was hoping and praying he dropped to 12. <laughs> so then the Browns, if they take Garrett, we can get Garrett and Allen. But it probably won't happen. I can't get that lucky. There's, you know. Yeah, that'd be way too much luck if that happened. Uh, You'd go from the fears of them screwing up the draft to getting the biggest Christmas present the world has ever seen. Isn't it time, though? Isn't it time for something like that to happen for Browns fans? It's always the time for something like that, eventually, for every team. You know, and the Browns have been, you know, where they've been since they were brought back to the league. Oh, we we haven't been good. We haven't been really good since the 80s. Yeah. So. This particular version of the Browns has not had any success, in my opinion, ever. So you would hope that eventually it would end for you all. You, know, you would hope. If not. All right. Well, I'm going to go. Well, the next pick on the clock would be the Tennessee Titans. Lots of places they could go. But I'm going to go with wide receiver Mike Williams from Clemson. Ooh. I think Mariota needs another weapon. I think if they get him another weapon, he just gets better. And then right I, mean, well, I have to say I like it. It's not the pick you see too often for them. Nope. I actually like this pick. Uh, it's a solid move for them. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I think he needs he needs another weapon. He he really does. And he's coming along. He's coming along. And I think with another weapon, he just gets that much better. I mean, look right. look at look at your boy Derek Carr. He's just getting better and better because he's got weapons. Right. And, and I'll and I'll say this, and I hate to keep bringing up my Browns, but damn it, I'm a Browns fan, so let's get used to it. Bernie Kosar, who is by far the greatest, probably the greatest Browns quarterback ever to most people, has always said that a quarterback is only as good as the weapons he has around him. So I, I honestly believe if Tennessee gets Mariota more weapons, the sky's the limit. I mean, it really is. 
and I'll put this out there since this is why I like to pick. Because when you look at the Titans, um, Jason Morrow and Delaney Walker with their double tight end set is good. Um, they could even take an O.J. Howard here to get beefier with the tight end spot. Uh, between DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry, I think they're okay at the running back spot. But look at the receivers. You know, you got like a Trey McBride and an Eric Weems on the bench. They're the number twos. But their starters going, if the season was today, is Rashard Matthews and Tajay Sharp. Most people would say who? You know, yeah. So clearly getting another, you know, another wide receiver, somebody who can come in there, you know, I'm sure would make Terry Robisky, the offensive coordinator, extremely happy. So I, I love this pick for, for Tennessee. All right, that takes us to the New York Jets. What do they call Jets, 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 Jets. Yes, the Jets. The Jets can go all over the place right now. You know, they they have so many holes, so many needs, so many whatevers. It's like, where are they going to go? On paper, this might be one of the worst offensive linemen, offensive line teams in the league. So they could go there. Uh, they have some beef on defense. You know, I like what they have. Some of the players on defense, they could still upgrade a couple spots. Uh, but I just feel that when your running game is down to Bilal Powell and Matt Forte, you need to address that. Even though your quarterback is going to be Josh McCown, Bryce Petty, or Christian Hackenberg, you don't pass up the opportunity to take LSU's Leonard Fournette with this spot. And that's where I, I agree. going. I mean, we're, yeah. and we're we're not taking anything away from uh, you know Matt Forte because he, the guy's been a hell of a play. That's just the fact that in running back years, and you know he's he's old. Yeah, he's 187 years old in running back years. Yeah, it's 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 time to get that guy that's going to replace him. Right, and we definitely can't take nothing away from Forte because he's always been a solid, solid player. It's just at that point in his career where. Wherever he was playing, they need to start addressing the possibility of finding his replacement. Yep. Will Powell's just not that guy, even though he no. had solid games himself. But you just yeah. need that guy. Yeah, he's he's definitely not his replacement. Right. Okay. All right. Well, well next on Los Angeles Chargers. I'm going to take me forever to get used to that because I still want to call him San Diego. I, but, yeah, the Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> I think they go with the safety, Malik Hooker, out of Ohio State. Do they finally get to replace Weddle? Is that what you're telling me? Yep. Find that guy who can finally get back there and replace Weddle. That would be huge for them because they've been looking for that since he left. That's, that's I, I agree. And I know everybody's going to say, oh, but what about the injuries and what about this? The fact is this. He's good. When he's healthy, he's damn good. So we're gonna we're gonna see. Yeah. And you know, I'm a huge Ohio State fan, so I get to see you know, I see a lot of their games. Yeah, I think he I think he could step in and do the job. Yes. All right. We'll go to Carolina now. Carolina's got the eighth pick on the board, and the Panthers can go many, many, many different directions. Uh, for, for seasons, we talked about, oh, we got to get, 
you know, Cam Newton some weapons. All right, well, Charles Johnson's the number three, and then he's got Devin Funches and Kelvin Benjamin at the one and two. I think they're set there. Uh, Devon Johnson's not too bad for the back. Jonathan Stewart has always been reliable, you know, but he's getting older and getting injured from uh, Fozzie Whitaker and Cameron Artis Payne are the backups. Most people don't see them as every down backs, so they could easily go there. Uh, on defense, they have a couple places they could, you know, get some help and you know, get some upgrades. Uh, but with this guy on the board, I just don't see how they pass him up because of the nightmare he creates. Uh, and that's going to be running back out of Stanford, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, I love that pick. Holy Can you imagine that? You team him with Cam in that back. Oh, how do you stop that? It's a matchup nightmare. Like I said, if Benjamin's healthy, Funches is happy and healthy, and then Greg Olson is doing his thing, and then you have Cam Newton alongside him as McCaffrey. You got matchup nightmares across the board for the defense. Oh, it, it won't even be fair. It, it just won't. You know, and, and that's the piece Carolina could use, and at that point Cam Newton would have no more excuses. No more excuses. So, it, I agree. It, it just huge, huge if Carolina can land him at the eighth pick because you know a lot of people think he might even go into the second round. But I'm I'm sorry, if Christian McCaffrey's still on the board here at the eighth pick. That's where Carolina's going to go, just for that nightmare that it possesses with uh, you know matchups. So, uh, so just to do a quick recap of the first eight, we have Miles Garrett to the Browns, Solomon Thomas to the Forty ers Jamal Adams to the Bears. Uh, Jonathan, uh, yeah, Jamal Adams to the Bears, Jonathan Allen to the Jaguars, Mike Williams to the Titans, Leonard Fournette to the Jets, Malik Hooker to the Chargers, and now Christian McCaffrey to the Panthers. That takes us to the Bengals. Where do you have Cincinnati going? <laughs> uh, I'm going to cry. Because <laughs> if they get him, I'm going to cry. Oh, oh man. Remember, Big Dog's a Browns fan, so he's going to cry if a division rival, especially in his own state, Bengals, get this guy. Oh, uh, they're going to take Derek Barnett, Tennessee. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and I'm not afraid to say to everybody that's listening right now, I have Derek Barnett at a higher grade than Miles Garrett. I have Solomon Thomas rated higher than Miles Garrett, and I have Jonathan Allen rated higher than Miles Garrett. Just putting that out there. Yeah, and I kind of stole you on Barnett the other night. You did. After we talked, I went and I lo- I watched. I watched the film. Oh, holy crap! <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's if the Bengals getting, I am. I'm I'm seriously gonna cry. <laughs> it's all right. It's gonna be okay. Don't worry. You guys just got Miles Garrett with the first pick. Remember that. <sighs> so. Yeah, but this. You know what? I'm gonna say this. Miles Garrett is a freakish athlete. Freakish. There's no question about it. When it comes to pure athletic ability, the kid's a freak. Yep. Best of all. The but guys. after after you and I had our conversation and we talked and I went and checked everything, he's not what you and I like, which is football players. I want guys that can play football. I want guys that know football. I want, and I, and I'm going to say this because I know a lot of guys can't stand him. But Warren Sapp was right. Uh, Miles Garrett 
takes plays off. I've seen it. I've watched the film. No question. Barnett does not. This guy is, I mean, holy. I mean, you know the stats. Yes. Wow. I mean, Barnett broke Reggie White's record for sacks. That says a lot right there. And to touch on your athlete mention, that's one thing I was telling you the other night. I said, Miles Garrett by far is the best overall pure athlete of oh. these guys that we're talking about right now. But no when doubt it comes about that. to football athlete, being able to play football itself, he's fourth in my opinion of those four guys I mentioned. But it's because of his freakish ability. He's got that Javon cursed like freakish athleticism. Yes, he, yes, he does. And his ceiling is too high that anybody can reach it right now. If he can excel and learn, he's going to be dynamite. But football pro-ready player, Derek Barnett, hands down, better than Miles Garrett, in my personal opinion. So this is a huge pick for the Bengals if they get him all the way down to the ninth slot. So solid, solid, solid pick. And all the guys that are in the guests in the chat listening to this, we appreciate it. Glad you could join us. If you have any questions, comments, feel free to type them in there. We'll answer anything you have to say. We'll read your comments. Let the rest of the listeners and viewers hear what you got to say. All right, moving along to the 10th pick, the Bills. The Bills are sitting here chomping at the bit, excited, having super, super excitement because the guy they wanted all along is still on the board. And I'm not talking about Mitchell Trubisky either. They need to replace Stephon Gilmore, so therefore they take Marshawn Lattimore quickly as they can take him out of Ohio State. From the Ohio State. Oh, God. (laughs) To me... This is a huge pick for them because they replaced him. But I'm going to say this here because I want people to understand this. You're the Ohio State fan. Oh, love them. So go ahead. Tell everybody all the Ohio State players that are in this draft that play in the secondary. We just mentioned Marshawn Lattimore. Mm -hmm. The other two that everybody's high on is Conley and Hooker, correct? Yep. Yes, sir. Now, here's here's what I have to say about this, and I'm being honest. I have to question when one school, I don't care the school, so this isn't a knock on the Buckeyes. And you also know I'm a fan of the Buckeyes, so you know I'm not going to knock them. I'm being truthful here. When you have one school that produces three guys that are supposed to be this good, somebody is clearly good and better because of the other one or the other two. Who is the weak link? Who is really the guy, and I'll say it this much, Who's the bum of the three? Who's the guy who will not succeed once he gets taken out of Ohio State? It's going to happen, in my opinion. The question is, which one is it? Wow, that's a good question. And and I think it's a fair statement. Oh, it is a fair statement. There's no – it is. But honestly, I couldn't tell you because I think they're all good. But is it because they're at Ohio State? Or is it because they're that good? But, yeah. So I guess we're going to have to wait and find out. I'm going to have to find out, you know, how they fit in with the team they're drafted by, how they fit in as, you know, being that rookie football player. You know, a lot of factors into that. Right. It just has me curious, you know. And I'm, so I had to throw that out there real quick, you know, because we now had two of them come off the board. And both of them, two, two of the three came out in the top ten, so. Yeah, that's crazy. the weak link because he's still on the board. And when you actually look at his personal issues, probably. Yeah, Conley. 
for anybody that hasn't heard, he's under investigation now for rape and whatever else. So I'm sure his stock is going to drop. I just don't get. I mean, when really? When are these? When are these kids? And well, I, they're all. I mean, you know, they're all. Give him the benefit of the doubt. He's never when really been in trouble learn? before, as far as I know. This could be just some random chick pointing fingers for the press. That could be too. You know, who knows? Let's yep. give him the benefit of the doubt. This is still the United States where you're innocent until proven guilty, so he's still innocent until proven guilty in my book. You know, especially something yep. that's here. Yeah, that's just. Yeah. Right. It, it, to me, it's just kind of. When it come out, I'm like, oh no. But then, like you said, I got to thinking. You know, this close to the draft, and now all of a sudden this stuff, this is coming out. Uh, and I'm like, right. oh. Yeah, it happens all the time. It does. People trying to, you know, get everything they can. Well, let's move on. All right. I'm picking them there. New Orleans Saints are on the clock. Many places they could go. Yes. But I firmly believe they need a defensive end. I think they need help there. And I'm going to go with. Taco Charlton from Michigan. Taco Charlton. I just love that name because I just do. We won't even get into it, but yeah. <laughs> uh, other than the fact that tacos are my favorite food, but that's not the point. Taco Charlton, yeah, he's a he's a solid defensive end, and he's thrown right in there in the same category of all these other defensive linemen. Uh, to me, he's underrated. That's a statement considering – you have him going 11th, and I think he's underrated. And I still won't put him ahead of the other four guys I've already mentioned that played defensive line. So that shows you how right. good this defensive line class may be, although some say this is a weak class. So, all right, we'll go to the 12th pick. Them there, Cleveland Browns. Your team there, big dog. You've already got him taking Miles Garrett with the first pick. And I know in conversations with you, you would hope that the first pick be that guy. And in the 12th pick, they again – Go defense. I want more defense. More, more defense. Ruben Foster, could they bookend uh, Miles Garrett with a Charles Harris at this point? Could they take Tack McKinley? You know, Hassan Reddick's still there. I mean, they're going to go all over the place. Could they take a Marlon Humphrey in the secondary? But, sorry to say, they're not going to go defense. They're going to go offense with this pick. I knew you'd say that. You did? Yep. I just and, I had a feeling. Well, before you think I'm going where you think I'm going, let me just say this. Can you remember the 2011 draft where you had Cam Newton, Jake Locker, Blaine Gabbert, Christian Ponder, and Andy Dalton? Yep. Cam Newton kind of got a little bit more hype than the rest of them. Yes, then he all did. the other ones were kind of bunched in together. Depending on who you talk to, this one's better than that one. That one's better than this one. And they were all, they were all over the place. Everybody was all over the board. When you look at this draft, you see the same thing with a Trubisky. You see with a Watson. You see with Mahomes. You see Davis Webb starting to get a little bit of love or whatnot. You see guys getting the talk. You see guys getting the discussion. You see guys all over their boards. Who's the best quarterback in this particular draft? Okay. And as I mentioned the quarterbacks, uh, I foolishly uh, forgot to mention uh, the one. Well, uh, Kaiser. i got to throw Kaiser out there and Mahomes and Webb. Let's make sure I throw all those out there. Give everybody their due. Uh, Trubisky and Deshaun Watson by most have projected first-round picks. 
Kaiser, Mahomes are more one or two. You know, then you got Webb who's in the two three, and then Nathan Peterman out of pit, and then you get the rest of these guys. Point I'm trying to make is here: no, none of these quarterbacks have really solidified themselves as the pure best of the bunch. So it reminds me of the 2011 draft. And quite frankly, nobody wants to go and say, oh, I drafted the Jake Locker, Blaine Gabbert, Christian Ponder of the 2011 draft. But is that what your Browns are going to do here? No, they're not. They're still going to go offense there. They're going to take possibly the guy with the highest ceiling in the entire draft because he's a freak of nature, and that's the tight end out of Alabama, O.J. Howard. That could be interesting. Because Barnage, he ain't going to last forever. He came out of nowhere, and it was like, okay, where'd this guy come from? Some people didn't even know who the heck he was when he arrived in in Cleveland. Um, He had some success. He's done well. Cody Custler's not been given a chance. Brock Eisweiler is just a towering lineman, or a quarterback, rather. And then you have Kevin Hogan, who's also young. So my thing is, they have the opportunity to get guys. By the way, Barnage is already 31 years old. He'll be 32 when the season starts because his birthday's next month, I believe. Uh, uh, no, his birthday's in September, so just as the season starts, he'll be turning 32. Point is, Howard creates a nightmare, and it gives a toy to Kessler or Brock Osweiler, whoever gets to be put under center. It gives them a weapon because when you look at the team that the Browns have, the reality of it is on paper – it's not as bad as people think. To right. me, they have one of the best lines in the league. It may even be low top five to, to mid top ten. Okay? Uh, Kessler, we'll see. Crowell and Duke Johnson together is a good combination. Corey Coleman has proved he can be a legit number one if he's healthy. You bring in Kenny Britt. Kenny Britt's never been a slouch, but he's never been the man. You know, so then you need some depth at receiver spot. The defense has already been boosted with the the addition of Danny Shelton in the draft. You just got Jamie Collins in the trade. You know, you still have Joe Hayden. You've been making some moves. You got Jamar Taylor from Miami, uh, DeMarco Davis from the Jets. So they've made moves. You've now added Miles Garrett to the defense, and you give them a toy on offense. Cleveland on paper looks like they could make some noise as long as they hit on the rest of this draft. Just my just my opinion. I hope you're right. All right. We'll go to the 13th pick, which is the Cardinals. I think they're going to take Reuben Foster, linebacker from Alabama. Solid pick. A lot of people think they're going to go quarterback here. But Reuben Foster is a solid addition. Solid. Okay. If you don't have anything you want to really mention about Ruben Foster, we can go to the 14th pick because I know Mr. Speck Poo nope. in our yep. chat is waiting on this. Let's, let, let's let's you know make your pick and let's see if he goes nuts. <laughs> well, he's there in the chat. And for those of you who aren't watching the chat, he says, "How about those birds, baby? Dalvin Flippin Cook been calling it since October that I wanted him. Yes." Chris has made this mention more times than I can count, and it's that's what the guy wants. Dalvin Cook is still on the board here for the Eagles, but Dalvin Cook is damaged goods. That's just what he is right now, and it's not because of his abilities. You know, it's the off-field stuff that's going on and other little things. Uh, so the Eagles, 
are known, let's be honest, they don't go with the risk-type players that often. They just don't. And I just don't see them doing that with this pick. Uh-oh, he's going to get all worked up on this right now. I know it. So as I thought about this pick over and over and over and over and over again, I said to myself, the Eagles have to do one thing. They need to replace Connor Barwin. They need somebody there. So I have them taking defensive linemen, or he can play outside linebacker. He really could. And that's Charles Harris out of Missouri. Solid pick. Solid pick right there. I just feel they're going to be boost up their defense with this pick. I just feel that it will be a solid move for them. I like their offense. I really do. I think the Eagles are going to be fine offensively. I agree that they need to address possibility of getting a particular, how shall we say, uh, lineman, uh, running back. I believe that's a possibility. But this, this draft is running back deep that you can get late. You bring in Torrey Smith and Alshon Jeffries with Jordan Matthews. Nelson Aguilar, let's face it, the kid can still run amazing routes, but can he bring back Stickham? Uh, Darrell Green-Beckham, he's still raw. Tennessee got rid of him quick. The Eagles really haven't had a chance to mess with him. Frank Reich, the offensive coordinator, is going to have all offseason to get him acclimated. They're solid. I like their offensive line. They have small issues here there. Zach Ertz is the man. I love Carson Wentz. You've known that for six years. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ryan Matthews, Darren Sproles, uh, Smallwood, these guys aren't clearly the answer at running back. They need to get better there. I just think this is a position they can address later and still land a solid running back later in the draft to where they can't pass up on this beast at defensive end. They they just can't. And since Davis is listening uh, to this, since he's a big-time Eagles fan, I will throw this out there for him so he can feel a little bit more comfortable. A guy like Kareem Hunt, Deontay Foreman, Marlon Mack, Wayne Galman, these are very viable options that you guys could pick up in the third, fourth round. And if he slips, an Alvin Kamara could fall to use in the second round. I don't know. Even a Joe Mixon might fall out of the first round and could fall into the mid to late second round. There's plenty of solid backs that are going to be in this draft for the Eagles to get, and I think they'll find the guy, and they're going to get the guy. I just think it'll be in the second round if a guy like Harris is still on the board, especially considering Fournette and McCaffrey are gone and the red flags are on Cook, just just what I, I think. Can't argue with that. And Mr. Davis is calling in. Okay, Chris Davis, you're on the call. What's your thoughts on this pick for the Eagles? Let me guess. You picked that guy from Missouri, didn't you? Yes. Charles Harris. Man, I'm telling you, Eagles fans have been going nuts for the past 24 hours. It's not even funny. I'm telling you, Charles Harris is going to be a thing. He's been a thing of the past because this is what I'm getting tired of when all of a sudden this has been coming up with with this whole thing with the draft. Doug, did you or did you not say that Christian McCaffrey was an underrated runner? Yes. Before I get get the the defensive end, did you you, you not say that that man was underrated as a runner? Next thing you know, right after the combine. And I also said to you, what Shannon Sharp said live on ESPN, 
that if McCaffrey was a black running back, he'd be a top ten prospect. And then just like that, right after that combine, right after everybody finally decides to look up some film on McCaffrey, what happens? The man's already considered a top ten pick. So let me get this out of the way for a minute. McCaffrey went from a second-round pick to a mid to late first-round pick and then, then from top ten pick to possibly uh, – well, yeah, basically a top ten pick. I was about to say top five, but he's basically a top ten pick at this point. Well, you know, you that's know for now, I've had That's what happens when people sit up there and look at film. Mm-hmm. That's what happens when people sit up there and when they actually look at film on the running back. Now, when it goes to the defensive end, I have not looked at any film on him at all because I have not heard of him up until now when draft day is coming. Mm-hmm. I have not heard of him at all. I haven't heard of him before the combine. I haven't heard of him when football season was around. Where did this dude come from? Honestly, that's what I'm getting tired of. He comes from the Missouri pipeline that has produced many a stud lineman recently. And when you get off the call, you can look him up. You'll see. And Charles Harris might be the best of the bunch. That's what I'm That might be true, but hey, man, look, I'm telling you this now. If he had to be the pick, I'm telling you right now, Eagles fans would not be happy with him. They would not be happy with him. They'll rather take Dalvin Cook. Over, over that defensive end right now because they already have enough problems as it is going on with cornerback, and it will soon be running back. You just pointed out yourself what they have at running back. Um, Wendell Smallwood, he can't carry the workload. Brian Matthews, when when he's healthy, he's gone. He's out. And I don't think the Eagles, they're going to wait around. I don't think they're going to wait around. Um, to even pick up uh, Mixon or even Foreman. They want a top running back. They want someone to put as much pressure off of Carson Wentz, and not just Carson Wentz, but off of Alshon Jeffrey alone. They're trying to do everything they can to make sure that Carson Wentz get, get, get his weapons. And like I said, throughout the past 24 hours, the Eagles fans right now, they've been on a Dalvin Cook hype train. But I'm, I'm setting them straight. I'm like, yo, I've been on a Dalvin Cook hype train since freaking October. I told him he is that man. He gets on here. He get he gets on his team. He's going to wreck shop just like Zeke Elliott wrecked shop last season. Calling that now. So, man, hey man, the, I really don't think your draft pick is really going to be coming to Philadelphia. That's going to be Dalvin Cook. Well, I'll just say this to you so you're aware. I'll just mention a few of these names: Coney Ely out of the Panthers, Shane Ray, who's with Denver. I'm even going to throw him out there because I can. Michael Sam, who went to the Rams. Uh, Aldon Smith, who went to the 49ers, not but five, six years ago. Uh, Ziggy Hood, who's with the Steelers. All these guys played defensive line for Missouri. And I believe without a shadow of a doubt, this kid will be the best of that bunch. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And there's not a doubt in my mind that if you get him and he becomes the Philadelphia Eagle, you will have more freaking jersey souls of Charles Harris on defense than any player on that team. Doubt it. Preseason. Doubt it. Doubt it. Doubt it. Not, He's not going to sell. He, he will not. He will not sell more than Fletcher Cox, bro. Come on. Come on. You will see. Come on. Come on. He will make He's an not going to do that. He's not going to do that. But even so, but even so, this leaves even more of a question. If the Eagles go defensive in, what's that to say about Vinny Curry, who they signed a five-year contract to, 
just a um um an off season ago. What's yeah. that say about him? If anything, well, what the Eagles are trying to do, what I think what they're trying to do with this whole thing with Vinny Curry is they're really trying to make sure if he pans out. They gave him that money because of because of his potential on what he did in a three four. They know Brandon that's Graham, three, four, three, but they got to see. Brandon what Graham doing. and Chris Long are probably going to be the starters despite that paycheck. And neither one of those guys are going to keep their job if Harris comes on board. Just saying. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, man. Brandon Graham, he might actually keep his job because it took him up until this point to finally start snapping in the 4-3. Everybody knew that Brandon Graham fits a 4-3. Everybody, like, they knew that's just coming out of the draft. They knew that him being a 3-4 outside linebacker was not going to cut it. They basically right. said, you have him you have him put his hand on the ground. He's going to cause hell. We're going to see tomorrow where this goes. But uh, we and do appreciate the draft. Call. We do appreciate the call. I know uh, I, we're we're on the hook, I think, at 3 o'clock, and we still have half the draft to get through. So we're not going to be able to throw much analysis out the rest of the way, but we do appreciate the call. we got to move on to the 15th pick of the Indianapolis Colts. So uh, thanks, for, like I say, thanks for the call. Hope you continue listening to the rest of the show, and we'll be here again next week. Yeah, no All problem. Right. And before right. we get into the next pick, I want to let everybody know that uh, move those chains. Uh, we want to give a shout-out to one of our sponsors, which is the Internet Football League, which is iflzone.weebly.com. That's iflzone.weebly.com for simulation football at its best. All right. At the 15th pick, the Indianapolis Colts, where do you have them going? Defensive end out of UCLA, Tech McKinley. Yes, I like that kid as well. All right. Takes me to the 16th pick, the Baltimore Ravens. We're trying to do some rapid-fire picks here real quick, and then we'll get into some more analysis as much as we can. The Ravens can go many a direction. Uh, first thing I was thinking, you know what, they need to get themselves a weapon for Flacco. Uh, but they kind of like the kids they got, which is shocking. So I just think they're going to try their best to continue to do what the Baltimore Ravens do, and that's continue to grow their defense. And I think they're going to take Hassan Reddick out of Temple here at the linebacker spot. And I think he becomes a huge upgrade to that defensive core. Solid pick for them. All right. Washington, can we have a quarterback alert? No. No? No. All right. No. I believe they got their quarterback. I believe they're – at least for now. Okay. I think Cousins is, is their answer. So they're going to get him a weapon. Ooh. John – Ross, wide receiver, Washington. I actually like this pick for them. I know he has his injury bugs and things like that, but the kid's a player. He he fights for the football. A little undersized in my book, but he's so fast. He's such a beast. That that could be the type of player they need to say, hey, hey, Kurt, you sure you want to leave at the end of the season? Mm Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I was thinking. Get him a weapon to play with, and then he'll go, hey, maybe I do want to stay here. Yeah. I mean, you throw in you throw in uh, John Ross, and they just added Pryor, who I think's still learning. And Doxon did well last year until he got hurt. They got Jamison Crowder. Uh, not sure if Rob Kelly and Chris Thompson and Matt Jones, these guys are the answer at running back. This could be something they address later. But they got Jordan Reed, who to me is a top two, top three tight end in this league. 
The, the offensive line is not too bad. This could be a formidable team next season uh, with, a, with an addition like that, as long as they continue to build their defense later in the draft. So I like right. it. All right, we'll go to the 18th, which is the Titans. Uh, you had the Titans taking Mike Williams at wide receiver with the fifth overall pick. So I think yep. they come back and find their way of stopping the pass. And I think they're going to take Marlon Humphrey out of Alabama, the cornerback, to both like their him. secondary. I mean, when they play the teams that they play in their division, they need guys who can stop passes. So I think this is a solid pick for them. Yep, I agree. Now we'll get to the 19th pick. This is where I've had Christian McCaffrey on my draft board for probably a month and a half, two months now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people thought I was crazy for having him at the 19th pick. And I've now already had him taken at the 8th pick. So does Tampa Bay settle for a running back somewhere else? Or do they find themselves right here. in the defensive help? Right here. Right here, and this is where this is where our previous caller goes nuts. This okay. is where Dalvin Cook goes. Okay. Dalvin Cook goes to Tampa Bay. He's in Florida. Went to Florida State. Stays in Florida. Go to Tampa Bay. Uh, I I can dig it. I can dig it. The city and the state and all that they are behind him already, despite some of his issues. This could be a way of showing him moral and mental support. To keep him in the right and right, I, I, I kind of like this. I kind of like this. Uh, of course, Mr. Davis is like, ha. <laughs> so yeah, that I, I like that pick though for Tampa Bay. I firmly believe that if Dalvin Cook's gone and McCaffrey's available, it's going to be McCaffrey instead. I think that's where they want to go. They want one of these big three running backs. I think that's Tampa's yeah. thought. Yeah, uh, I think that I think they're done with the muscle hamster. <laughs> Possibly one of the greatest nicknames in football ever, in my opinion. Although he himself don't like it. All right. Takes us to the 20th pick, which is the Denver Broncos. Denver has one need that stands out above all others. It's offensive line. So I'm not even going to beat around the bush. They're going offensive line. Will they take Cam Roberts or Robinson? Do they go Ryan Ramschek? Or do they take, in my opinion, the best offensive lineman in the draft who can go anywhere? And that's Forrest Lamp out of Western Kentucky. So I think they they see him sitting there, that's where they go. Forrest Lamp out of Western Kentucky. Because he can play center. He can play guard. You might even be able to kick him out to tackle. The guy's got so much flexibility in offensive line. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. He's he's pretty good. All right. Takes us to the Lions. I say defensive end, Wisconsin. Yeah, And I find that to be a very curious pick, to be honest, because it's not where I would go for them, but I can get it, you know. But I, I, I like it. I like it. I, I can't argue it too much. They need, they need to get some help. Uh, they need somebody opposite of Ziggy. So it's not a bad move. And plus, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the next season, well, this right. upcoming season. So he could be the heir apparent and take over. Not a bad move, and he gets to be put in the same division as his brother. Wouldn't have it. Probably didn't. You probably didn't think about that. All right, number twenty-two, the Miami Dolphins. Miami don't have to look far, as their guy played in in Florida, and they need to bolster their defense. So they're not going to waste no time when they take Jared Davis, the hard-hitting linebacker who's an amazing run stuffer out of Florida. All right. 
Solid pick for them. All right. Chris Davis is letting everyone know that the only team that has called Dalvin Cook's grandmama is the Eagles. And then all reports out of Philadelphia are saying the last 48 hours have been nothing but Dalvin Cook and Corey Davis. We shall see. All right, so that brings me to the 23rd pick, the Giants. Football Giants. I think they're going offensive line. And this might shock some people, but I think they I think they like Cam Robinson out of Alabama. Alabama's all over this draft. There you go. I do like that pick for the Giants. Helps out their running game. Helps out Eli Manning. And that's one thing people never understand. You don't need to get weapons to help your quarterback. Just keep him on his feet. That helps him. Yep. Uh, takes us to the 24th pick, the Raiders. And as per my name, Lord Raider, you can already assume this is my team. We mentioned it when we got the show started. The Raiders need to go defense. Uh, the guy I would want them to get is already gone. That's Hassan Reddick. He's off the board. That's who I want them to get. But I don't see him falling to 24. Uh, a guy like T.J. Watt would be great. You've already taken him at 21 for the Lions. Jared Davis is another linebacker I'd love to get. He's now gone because he just went to 22 to Miami. So the Raiders have one option. Do they make a reach at linebacker, or do they take a stud at defensive tackle? And I think that's what they do. Out of Michigan State, Malik McDowell. I think he'll give us that huge stuff in defensive tackle up front that we've been missing for a couple seasons, which will take some of the pressure over off of Irvin and Mack. So I think it's a solid move. Nice. All right. That brings us the to Texans. the Houston Texans. I believe there's only one place for them to go. Yeah? Yep. They're going to draft the quarterback. They're going to draft the quarterback, so you mean to think you don't think Savage is the answer, do you? Yeah. Poor guy. And they draft. Wait for it. Mr. P- Mr. Pat Mahomes. Tech, oh. tech. Pat Mahomes. Here's what I'm going to say about Patrick Mahomes. The kid's got a cannon. A hell of a cannon. But how good is he with his accuracy and playing under center? Because every time we see a guy come into the draft that comes from these spread formations, they fail time and time and time again. So Mahomes break that mold. He could. I'm will tell. All right, 26th pick, Seahawks. Just like Denver, they need guys to protect their quarterback. And they see a guy sitting there that many people have as the number one lineman on their board, and they're not going to let him slip by. They're going to take the offensive tackle out of Wisconsin, Ryan Ramsey, quick as yep. they could be. That card will probably be turned in before they're even asked to put their card in, and they're even announced as on the clock. So Seahawks take Ryan Ramsey offensive tackle. Good pick for them. All right, the 27th pick, the Kansas City Chiefs. They draft a quarterback. Uh-oh. And this is this is where Deshaun Watson goes. He goes to Kansas City. Deshaun Watson goes to Kansas City. I'm trying to picture him in that offense. Uh, wow. I I kind of like this for for Kansas City. I don't like this for my Raiders. Uh, <laughs> but for Kansas City, this 
This could be good. Like I said, Watson has proven to be a winner. He fights back. He he doesn't roll over and say, oh, I'm done. Uh, Macklin is getting older. Chris Conley, eh. But they did get Tyreek Hill. He's more of a return guy than anything. Uh, I do like Spencer Ware, and they just brought in, uh, what was it, C.J. Spiller. Chuck Hendrick West is still there. Kelsey is clearly a top-five tight end in the league. The offensive line is pretty good. Uh, defense is building every year. This, this could make them that much more dangerous in the next couple of years. Uh, I still could see them going corner or something to get someone to play opposite of uh, Marcus Peters, but this could be the heir apparent to Alex Smith, and I can dig it. I can dig it. All right, we'll go to the Cowboys. Cowboys, I think, without a shadow of a doubt, want secondary help, and I don't think they hesitate to take out of USC a Dory Jackson to play corner. I think he'd be their guy, and I just see them going that route. All right. All right. Well, with the 29th pick, it's the Green Bay Packers. I believe they need running back help. Yes, they do. But do they take a running back in this round? I believe they do. And this is – people's going to say, oh, my, he's nuts. There's no way. I'm telling you, this is what I believe. This is what I think is going to happen. This is where Joe Mixon goes. Joe Mixon goes to Green Bay. Interesting. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Joe Mixon. Okay, you you have me kind of speechless on this one. I like it because they do need a running back help. And let's face it, and I'll say this right now, Joe Mixon did not have any of his issues. He would possibly be ranked the number one running back. Possibly. If not, and, he's and, no lower than two. And I'll tell you what's you know, he he's got that behind him now. He he has settled his stuff. It's it's done. It's over. Now he can concentrate on football. Right, and if he's got him his life figured out, his personal things done, he's becoming a solid member of society. You know, I I hope to see that. Oh, I want to see this kid succeed because his talent is absurd. Yeah, and I and I can say this: since that went down, he has done nothing but apologize, and I mean, he's apologized to everybody and anybody. Right. You know, he he's, you know, this isn't me. I didn't. I, that was not. I don't know what happened that night. He says I just kind of lost it. I, he said that's not me. And, I, and he said he's regretted it from the get go. He, so I, I'm hoping, like you said, he's got everything right. turned around and he's going to be. Of that, people say he says all the right things just to help out his draft status. So let's just hope he's true to his words. That's all I can right. Say. But, yeah, if he's true to his words and he's got his act together, that's a huge pickup for the Packers. It makes them that much more dangerous. And they already have a top two, three offense in the entire league. Jeez. All right, to the 30th pick we go, Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers could go a lot of different directions. They could draft their heir apparent. I've seen Kaiser mentioned here many times for the Steelers. I just don't see mm-hmm. Kaiser being a Steeler. I can't see that type of quarterback fitting the Steeler mold and fitting with Tom. I just don't see it. Right. But I can see them saying, hey, Ben, while you're here, we're going to give you all the help we can give you. They're going to get Ben a toy. And they're not going to get the toy money people might think of. 
know, because we know Martavius Bryant's issues all the time and blah, 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 this and that. They're not going to go wide receiver. They're going to go tight end David and Joku out of Miami. Nice. They love their tight ends. Yes. This will be the next tight end in their line of tight ends that they've had forever. So I think David and Joku goes to the Steelers out of Miami. Nice. To the 31st pick, the Falcons. I think they're going to go linebacker. And I like Jordan Willis from Kansas State. Jordan Willis is starting to get a lot of traction. He's starting to get a lot of love and attention here in the final hours. So I can see him I can see him going mid first round even anymore. Uh to ball with the Falcons at thirty one, that wouldn't surprise me either. And for that defense, this would be huge for them. So it gives us the last pick of the first round. Goes to the Saints. And the Saints could go many, many different directions. As we saw the Saints in the first round at number 11 overall, you had them taking defensive end Taco Charlton. They could stick with the defensive theme here, or they could try and find an offensive weapon, uh, someone to play offense. But I think the Saints have realized one thing. They have an offense, and they've had an offense. They just have never had any defense to keep their offense on the field. So they continue to build that damn defense. And this is where I think they go and get some secondary help. And this is where... Kevin King from Iowa comes off the board. Sorry, out of Washington comes off the board to play corner. I think he'd be a huge upgrade to our secondary. So now they get a guy in the front seven. They get a guy in the backfield or the secondary. This could be huge for the Saints. Two big pieces, and to many, both these guys are in the top 30 to top 40 overall prospects, and they land both of them on defense. Uh, Saints just got better. And they added Adrian Peterson which to me is not the greatest pickup, but considering the type of offense they run, it's more like an air raid. He creates a great change of pace, which is going to make people have to respect the box a little more, and they're not going to be able to spread the things out as much, the second out of defense, as much as they would like when you have to have an Adrian Peterson in the backfield. So right. things just got better. And for those of you who've missed it, the Saints go to Minnesota first week of the season. I think it's Monday night. Yes, it is. So that's going to be an interesting game. I wonder if that had anything to do with his choice of team to sign with. Um, well, I'm sure it has. That's the first round. Uh, for those of you who want to hear my complete seven-round mock, you can get a hold of me personally. Uh, and send me an email. It's dougbos at yahoo, D-O-U-G-B-O-A-S at yahoo.com. I can send you a complete round, seven-round mock. I have it completed. Uh, it'll be completely 100% finalized today if I choose to touch it because I did it yesterday. Uh, I usually do it on Wednesdays, but I knew I would do the show today. And I know at 4 o'clock I'm going to be busy doing some other things. Uh, Mr. Davis is still listening, and he knows what I'm talking about with that. It has to do with the IFL. So uh, at the end of the day, um, I can give that to you guys. But before we end this podcast, let's talk about the three teams that don't have first-round picks. Those are the Rams right. who gave up their first-round pick for golf. The Vikings gave up their first-round pick for Bradford. And the Pats gave up their first-round pick for Cooks. These three teams, uh, obviously we can't guess who they're going to pick just yet. But uh, for the Rams, what type of position do you think they need to address? Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> 
They might need to. I think they might need more receiver help. I'm not sold on their receivers. No, you don't like their receivers. Not really. No. Do you like? Do you think they're going to go wide receiver? Yeah, I think they could. I I find that interesting, to be honest. I I really do. I'm sitting here thinking about where I would go if I'm them, uh, what I would do if I was them. And if I'm the Rams, uh, I'm trying to remember exactly when their first pick is, but I'm not quite sure. Um, but I think they need to get a pass rusher. Yeah, they could use that too. I really think that's what they need more than anything, a pass rusher or or an offensive lineman, possibly a corner. Uh, so that's where I would go if I'm the Rams. All right, Vikings. I think the Vikings need to address their lines. I don't care if it's the offense or the defense. I think both need to be addressed. And, and and I also feel they need to get a running back. And this is such a running back crowded draft. It's not like it used to be. Because if this was 15, 20 years ago, we would see six, seven, eight running backs go in the first round. Right. Because of the way the NFL has changed, we don't see that this year. So the Vikings can get their running back later. But I think they need to go offense or defensive line. What do you think? Oh, I agree. I, yes, they need serious line help. All right. Takes us to the Patriots. To me, it's obvious where they need to go. Some people might yeah. be offensive line or linebacker. If the rumors are true, they're going to lose LeGarrette Blunt to the Giants. That's the rumor. Yeah, right I, keep, I, keep, I keep hearing that. If he goes there, they need to address their running back position. And again, I've already said it, they have so many options. And a lot of people right now will say the Patriots have the best offense in football. Some people say it's the Falcons. Some say it's the Steelers. Some say it's the Raiders now that they're acquiring Lynch pending the physical. If they go and get one of these better running backs, which there's a handful of them, outside of the big three, the Patriots just solidified their offense possible, in my opinion, even as a Raiders fan, as the best in the league. So that's that's my thoughts on those three teams. And – We'll see what we'll see what happens because I know the the Pats are still trying to get in the first round. I'm trying to make that trade with the Saints, which is funny. We trade you our first round pick for Cooks, and now we'll trade you that pick right back to us because you give us Butler. It's like what the hell? Why don't you just trade Cooks for Butler and call it a day? Yeah, but everything I keep hearing is the Saints may not make that deal now. Yeah, the Saints want to keep the pick. You know, so that's I think that's what it's going to come down to. I think come that pick, the Saints are going to ask themselves. Do we take this guy on the board, or do we give the pick back to the to the Patriots for Butler? But in my right. opinion, if a guy like King's still on the board, they're going to take him for his possible stealing, and keep the pick and just get that young guy, and save yep. a whole hell of a lot of money in the process. Because you know as well as I do, the Saints have been not so good when it comes to salary cap. <laughs> They've been yep. salary cap hell recently. So all right, if you uh. Don't have any more you know, final thoughts here. We can uh, wrap up the debut episode of Move Those Chains. And, again, Move Those Chains will be airing every Wednesday as we'll be discussing NFL football, NCAA football, arena football. If it's football, we don't have no problem discussing it. Right. So, uh, so, for, so, Big Dog, no, no more final comments? Nope. I'm good. 
uh, all I can say is to all you guys who are listening, listen to the brilliant playback. Uh, all I can say is good luck to you and your teams, whoever they may be. Even if you're Bronco fans, good luck to you guys. You know, I hope everybody gets a healthy kill player. I hope all these kids enter the league and become a success. Uh, I would never wish against anyone's success, even if it hurts my Raiders, because we're all human beings at the end of the day. I just hope you suck twice a season. Uh, that being said, <laughs> that being stated, uh, for Big Dog, I'm Lord Raider, and we'll catch your ass down the road. All right. Later. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.